What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. We often hear people talk about rare wrestling cards. In the past few months or so, we've seen a run on low serial numbered chrome parallels, autos, setting historic record prices for wrestling cards. And while that's fantastic news for the wrestling card hobby, I think it brings up an interesting debate about rarity of cards. In today's episode, I'm joined by Paul Anand from the Wrestling Card Price Guide, and we are discussing what may be one of the most rare wrestling card sets ever. But before we get into that discussion, just a few reminders of how you can help show your support to this podcast and my content. You're already listening on some sort of platform. The easiest thing you can do is hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, and share the show with a friend. Trying to grow the listener base here to keep the show going, so that's the easiest thing you can do, and it's free. Check out the other podcast I'm a part of, the Worlds Collide Podcast. Myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com talking all things wrestling cards. Check out the main hub of Wrestling With Cards, the YouTube channel. Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's where all this started, like I said. A lot of cool videos over there. Please subscribe to that as well and share the channel with a friend, somebody that you think would like wrestling cards or wrestling content, sports cards. If you would like to help contribute monetarily to this show or my videos, check out Wrestling With Cards on Patreon. The Patreon community over there is growing little by little, and there's a lot of good stuff over there. Exclusive videos, exclusive content, exclusive announcements. Can't say anything about that on this podcast because, again, that's what Patreon's for, the exclusive people. But for as little as $1 a month, you can help contribute to the show, get your name in the credits on some of the content. There's other tiers you can subscribe to to get more perks. Again, it's just a way that you can help show your support for this content that we're putting out free of charge. You can also check links in the show notes to my social platforms. Whatever you're on, I'm probably on there. You can follow me. Feel free to tag me if you want to share this podcast on social media. And of course, there's links down there as well to my eBay store, which is, wow, Uh, You may have seen a delay in the podcast recently. The eBay store is on fire, so a lot of time has been spent on that. You can check out. There's a lot of cheap wrestling stuff in there. Actually, I've done a lot more wrestling cards in there lately, so make sure to check all that out. And, of course, links below to buy me a coffee if you so choose. Gotta stay caffeinated to continue to produce content. Everything I have talked about and all the great ways that you can help show your support for my content, it's all down in the show notes. So if you want to check that out now or after the show, Please take a second to do so. Paul's back with us again. I think you've actually been on the show now more than anybody. So congratulations. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. That's exalted yeah. position. That's fantastic. Yeah, if we're not Thanks counting. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to have you on today. If we're not counting Tony on the kind of repurposing of the video versions of Worlds Collide, yeah, I think this is your third or fourth time back. So welcome. And today, you actually brought this topic to me, and it just clicked when I when you told me because I was like, you know what? This is something nobody talks about. You're the person who's got most of the information for it, and I think it needs to be out there. So today we're going to be talking about the 1995 Panini trading cards. That's right, not just those stickers that everybody knows about. They have a trading card set. Paul, I'm just going to give you the floor, and I'll just interject with questions as we go. Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll take you back to sort of um, my my experience with them. I'd say we're, we're going... 20 years anyways, um, back in those days, you know, when, when the FLIR sets were coming out and I was starting to find other products. So this early 2000s, in around there. And I recall seeing specifically the Hakushi card because he had all the tattoos and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. And um, I'll talk about the configuration of the set in a second. But I remember seeing that card and being listed as a card and then thinking, that's cool. Um, 
and then not seeing any others. Then a short time thereafter, I saw a couple more. Again, I, I recognized, oh, these are the same uh, uh, design graphic as the, uh, as the uh, Hakushi ones. And then I'd say maybe six months later, again, one or two more. And um, I emailed the guy and I said, are these cards or stickers? Now, let me preface this by saying at that time, Panini was known for making stickers and lots of them all around the world, right? So the notion of a card set was a bit foreign to them. Um, and this guy replied back to me and said, yeah, they're, they're actual cards. Now, the card sets themselves are really, really nice. And um, for me, it's like, well, how come we're not seeing more of these? We're seeing everything else, you know, the Wonderamas and the Classics and the Impels and everything else, you know, it was was commonplace, but we, we couldn't find these. Um, so flash forward to about, maybe about five years ago, and I'd never seen them again. Never even thought about them again. And then all of a sudden, Anthony on his site, the Husker Hives website, list them and his his headline was like stop the presses we've talked about all stars this is the rarest card set that that's out there this is the 1995 panini card set and i clicked on it and i'm like yeah that's them <laughs> those are the cards that, and and i'd never seen them since and it was like that's the set and they exist and i was like so happy because i thought they were stickers found out they were cards never saw them again and i'm like what's up with this set so um so Anthony had all of, the, all of them, uh, but four uh, of the cards, and I was able to finally get a set that I was aware of in New Zealand. Uh, and it's the only complete set that we're aware of um, earlier this year. Now, mind you, I was aware of it two years ago and it took that long for us to sort of come to terms on, mm -hmm. on, on to how to make it happen. Now, let me tell you about the set and um, the, the way it's configured, there's five, or sorry, there's four, there, there's 25 cards of each performer times four. So there's 100 cards, four different sort of subsets of the 25 performers. And I'll just go through who they are. And again, this is a who's who of sort of new generation 95 wrestling. Brett the Hitman Hart, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Undertaker, and these are four beautiful cards. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, British Bulldog, Smoking, smoking Guns, uh, King Mabel and Sir Moe. Yokozuna, Bodhidana, Savio Vega, 123 Kid, Bertha Faye, Bob Holly, Gold Dust, King Kong Bundy, and one of the real gems is the first card ever of um, Isaac Yankum. So that would be Glenn Jacobs' records. So mm -hmm. people say the Kane rookie, you go further back, and there's four of these, remember. So when I say there's a uh, Kane rookie, there's four of them, or, or an Isaac Yankum rookie. A rookie. Sid, Whale of Mercy, yeah, remember Dan Spider? Yeah, yeah. Great, great character. He was in the magazine cards. Uh, maybe in one or two of the Merlins, but uh, four of them here, beautiful cards. Dean Douglas, an Owen Hart card. There's four Owen Hart cards here. They're not his rookie. He did have a card in the 94 Action Pact. Um, mm -hmm. These are four beautiful um, cards. Hakushi, which is the one I remember with all the tattoos. Henry Godwin. And then the crown is the, the Triple H. These are the first Triple H cards ever printed. Right. Time, times four. There is a Triple H magazine card. We don't know when in the series it was, but it seems to be later in the year. So my assumption is, is that these four cards came out uh, as a set. Now, obviously, it's a very, very limited print run. Might have been a test run set. A lot of them went to South Africa for whatever reason. For so, so the longest time, the longest time I thought that's where they were made. Um, until I got them, and then you can see very clearly in the small print, printed in Italy by Panini. Um, they made their way to Asia, uh, specifically New Zealand and Australia, but again, never sets, just pieces. Um, and it was quite a remarkable thing because we always talk about the rarest sets in wrestling. And I think we all agree that the 1979 Rax Rose Beef is probably the rarest wrestling set. But then 
Number two, I would put is probably these, or I call these the rarest set of the modern era, just because they're, they're not out there. Um, as I mentioned, Anthony is short four, um, and I've seen a few pieces here and there, but again, nothing close to all 100 in mint condition that one could pick up all at once. So people think they're stickers. I hear that, I hear that mm -hmm. often. I say the 95 Panini cards, well, aren't they stickers? So I just wanted to set the record straight that no, it's an, it's an actual card set. Um, and if you wanted to see the entire card set, you'll have some, some images, I'm sure. But on the wrestling card price guide, um, if you go to the 95 Paninis, we have our flip through. So there's a complete uh, video flip through um, of all 104 cards. And I should mention 104 because after the 100, there's also four chase cards, uh, one for SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and um, whatever the other big one is. Survivor Series. Survivor Series, correct. And there's also a checklist card, which is very cool because it has it in each, like the checklist has the columns of each of the four subsets. So not only is it a rare set, but there's images on the back, um, there, there's little quotes on them. Like it's a really unique and special set. So when I finally got them and I'm going through it, I'm like, wow, it's, it's, it's a shame that these never sort of made it into the mainstream as a sort of, as a sort of mainstream set that we chat about. Um, no idea as to the worth. I'm not a grader. I would think that if we were to take these individually, specifically the four triple H's and some of the mm -hmm. other names and, and got them graded and these were graded well, I think, um, there'd be some value there. Well, I think honestly, this is the kind of thing where it could be bent in half and have a huge amount of value just because you don't see be. them. No, it, it could be. It could yeah. be. You know, that's why I'd really like to find a second set, you know, like so, to know if there's more out there. So I'm just going to start throwing some questions at you sure. that I have. Where you got this all in one shot, correct? The complete set. Right. Yes. And I couldn't believe it when I made contact with the guy originally. And he said, having, having, I had them listed on my site, just from what information Anthony had provided, mm -hmm. right. With a sort of very, very pie in the sky value, not really knowing. Um, and he said that he had these and I'm like, no, you don't have these. And I said, send me a picture. And it was them. And then I said, send me all of it. Like I couldn't believe you had to set. And we, we couldn't do a deal then. Uh, we couldn't do a deal a year later, but we did this year, which is odd because during the pandemic, I would have thought, well, it's not a chance now he's going to be hanging on. And I thought right. someone will find out about these, but luckily no one else did. And um, yeah, they're now here and I'm looking at them. And um, it's cool because again, they're cards and not stickers made by Panini. Now, you know what Panini knows about these things? Nothing. Because I've tried to get information, background information, uh, <clears throat> what, what the print runs were, stuff like that. No one knows about these things. That's really interesting. I mean, I guess it is, you know, Panini's changed so much from 20 years ago. So I could sure. see how I guess they would forget these things. But it is interesting that they produced a, a set that they don't even know about. And you kind of just wonder, how does that happen? How does that happen? It's a beautiful yeah. set. But, you know, how, how, how does Tops make a living set that they screw up every third run? Oh. You know, <laughs> we don't even need to get into that. It's uh, Yeah, you know, like we can, we, we, you know, to talk about get into the, the, the you know, what happened, you know. Right. What, what happened to all those Rax Rose beef cards? I've, I've, I've chatted yeah. before with David about them, and he says he thinks a lot of people just chucked them or just after the free French fries, and, and they haven't survived. That and one makes a little bit more sense to me, though, because it was one of those oddball releases. But here you have an official official company producing these things with their name on it. It's not, you know, a mom-and-pop style thing, and with, they don't with have images, a clue. With images you've never seen before. So right. they're unique images. I haven't seen these on stickers or any other cards. With very cool-looking backs, with a real crop, I mentioned it before, of, of wrestlers, you know, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys like, you know, the Triple H rookies, the four, that's pretty special. 
the I've seen on your site, your video, and I've seen some images just kind of sporadically. I've never actually right. seen a whole set put together and the images and the names, like everything about this set screams new generation. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is something people should definitely look into if they're fans of new generation and some of the talent in there. You mentioned Owen Hart and we mentioned Triple H, Isaac Yankum too. I think that there are some cards in this set that people might want to go after that they think, oh, I just I just listed two of them right there in Isaac Yankum and Triple H. People think that the magazine cards or those 97 Cardinal trivia cards are like their first card, stuff like that. And it's not true because this set actually has them. So what are some other names in this set that people may want to chase after if they're just wanting a specific wrestler? Brett, Sean, Taker. Say yes to, to, to Razor and British Bulldog. Bam, bam, big luck. Like, I mean, there's a lot of big names. Next week, Yoko. I'll tell you, the one, two, three kid, I think he had action packed as well. So this wouldn't be 94. He did. Yeah. Bertha Faye. That's I don't, a good, think, yeah. I don't think you're going to find a Bertha Faye card, maybe in the magazines, I suspect, with Harvey, but, um, you know, early, early uh, Bob Holly. Isaac Ancom for sure, Goldust. Um, and then Owen and, uh, and definitely Triple H, the Hunter cards are. Is that Goldust's first? Would that be considered his first card? Because I, I don't, he didn't have any in the no. action packs. So if that's a ninety-five, then I would think it have to be. It, it, it might be then. So that's another good then. one. Right. So that'll be my tweet later on this week. I'll, I'll, there you I'll go. Round up, I'll round up the four Goldusts and I'll put them out there and put the question mark. Are these the first four? So as far as the beautiful sink- cards, and it's funny, it says Goldust from Hollywood, California, and it has this really neat sort of graphic on the back. Like time and energy went into this set. So it's it's it's. It's a bit mind-boggling that that it didn't get released, or that Panini it, it doesn't widespread. have any idea about it since they're the one like you well, know they put that much effort. Guy, into had, it. Had, had a couple of emails. I ended up speaking to one guy who's sort of the like archivist kind of guy, and kept going back to stickers. You sure you're not talking about stickers? I mean, no, they're not stickers. They're not. You know, like I'll grab a gold dust card. You know, here's here's the gold dust card, and it's a card. You know, right? And, and there's a hundred of them. So that, that, that's the thing with this set. You don't see them often enough to realize. And I had seen them, liked them, thought they were stickers, reached out to the guy. At the time, he was wanting $20 or $25 a card, which back then was insane for a base card of any sort. Sure. Um, but again, not appreciating the rarity, right? Not understanding. Similarly with those, I think I mentioned off air about the 2016 tops, the online exclusives, right? Those are hard to put together as a set. Um, so it's the kind of thing where, that's going to be highly collectible in 10 years time, maybe even sooner. You know, these things, again, once Anthony found them, I was so happy because it's like, yeah, I knew there was something out there that was look cool. And it, there were cards and, and, you know, you, you know, when, when something's sort of incomplete in your brain and, yeah. you know, when, when, when you're so sort of sure about everything else that you're doing and, 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 and trying to keep up on the hobby and being sharp about it. Um, and then these guys turned up and I was like, wow, you know, they exist. So have you seen, well, you, I know you've seen them because you said you had some of the singles. Have you seen singles? I, I didn't any buy of the these. Right. I didn't but buy have... the singles. I've seen them. Have right. I, rec- recently, a guy put up one Shawn Michael, and I think it went for 65 bucks for the one. Cool. Right. And now there's four of them in, in the set. So if you take that Michaels at 64 raw and you grade it, and if it's a good grade and eight or better, you know, you've got a valuable card there. And now you can do that times 100, maybe not 100, but you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. enough of a, a progression there. You know, Bundy, the Bertha Faye card is cool because I don't think there's a lot of her Salvio right. Bonnie Donna's. So how many Sunny cards are out there? These are the ones, by the way, I really like these ones because they, um, 
I like the, the, the all of them are, are posed this way. And this is uh, the Body Donna's one. Hope you guys are enjoying this video so far. Just want to take one second to remind you about how you can help support this content and keep these shows coming each and every week. Make sure to check out the podcast I'm involved with, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast, audio companion to these videos. However, sometimes different topics. You're going to want to check that out. Check out Worlds Collide, myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com bantering back and forth about all kinds of crazy wrestling and wrestling card related topics. You won't want to miss that. Make sure to subscribe to both shows and give us a five-star review. If you want to help support the content from a monetary perspective, links below to my eBay store where there's all kinds of great cards and collectibles you can find very affordable price. There's also links to Patreon where, as I mentioned earlier, Paul isn't a member of the booking committee, but if you want to be a member of the booking committee, you can come on the show, you can pick show topics, or you could get your name in the credits of all these shows as little as a dollar a month. Trust me, that money goes a long ways to buying extra equipment, hosting, etc. Links below to all my social platforms as well. You can repost this video, tag me in it. And of course, you know what's coming. I'm running low on coffee. If you want to buy me a coffee, got to stay caffeinated to get these videos going. Links in the show notes for that as well. However, if you want to do none of those things and just sit back and watch these videos, your support is still greatly appreciated. Fist bump. But if you look at the back, like look at the information that's on there. You know, they give uh, contenders weight, personal, and you get different variations on the four sets. Let me just show you this one. Like we were talking about Spivey. Like, this is a beautiful card that you're not going to see very often, you know? So these, and, and it's full of gems like this, you know, uh, I like a lot of the foreign stuff that, that Anthony's um, unearthed, like the stuff from Russia, because you see pictures and images you don't have to see. But these in particular are really cool because they're in English, even though they're uh, printed. Sure. And, um, and they're just great. So one transition I want to make here is we were talking about the, was it the 2016 NXT that we were talking about yes. before we got on air? So yes. we've kind of put some correlations from this set to that set. So I'll throw that out you and let you talk about it. Well, the, the 2016 Tops NXT was a very um, unique product insofar as there were boxes and only five cards, four base cards and an autograph, or maybe it was five and six, but I think it was four and five. And uh, I think it was 60 cards to make up the base set. So given that they were 50, 60 bucks for one of those small boxes, one would have had to buy five, $600 worth of product to maybe make a base set. So not surprisingly, uh, on the secondary market where I grab most of my stuff that's been assembled, yeah. I wasn't able to, uh, to purchase a, a 2006, or sorry, 2016 thought about per doing in pieces I bought some of the autographs but um haven't been able to put that set together and i'm aware of only one guy who is a case buyer that broke it and kept the set for himself and he's keeping it for his own pc and that's the only one that i'm aware of of that set now regular nxt releases everybody's got a, a base set but that one no so the racks roast beef the 95 paninis and the 2016 nxts even though people are saying 2016 nxts why are right. you in the conversation well if they're not they're going to be that's so random, like that. Yeah. You know, but like, look at the space in the years between the three sets you just and named. It's just and like, seating and the way they're printed, you know, like the Farouk knee brace was was a misprint, yeah. right? So that became, oh, we better stop production on this because it's a G, not a K or whatever, or Q. And uh, hurricane mask again, something went wrong in the production process. I remember Grim telling me the story when they're trying to get the mask into the cards, and they gave up after eight, and out they went. Um, <laughs> and and they, and they become the most valuable relic cards of all time. So yeah, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where 
modern day tops puts out a lot of everything, lots of parallels, and we all have many of the same cards. Some are just different numbers and different, but these are unique, um, just like the Roxroth Beast. Very unique. Like every time I see them, I'm like, wow, that's a very, they even look like they came out of a, a, a tavern in the 70s. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no. You know, they got that, they got that look to them. Right. But much like the stickers of the 90s, new generation, very a lot of neon colors and that, that, that that's mm -hmm. what this set reflects. You know, you know how the, uh, Wanderamas have that muted sort of look with the white borders that's sort of suggestive of NWA at the time. Similarly, these sort of speak to that. And, um, you know, Merlin made some some good product and obviously we had the, the, the flare stuff come later, but this is a really nice set that not too many people know about for whatever reason. So do you think that, you know, the rarity of these sets and, well, I'm, I'm almost going to throw Racks Roast Beef out because we just, like, unless you Google image them, you just don't see them. But... Right. But you there see, are some kicking around. There was a guy that has a few, not beyond David, mm -hmm. um, not all of them, and he wants a lot for them. And that's where that sits. You know, and it could be a situation where all of a sudden it's something like the 97 Panini stickers where we don't see them and all of a sudden there's a, you know, palette of them that show up in some random country somewhere. Possibly. Or in this case with the Rax Roast Beef, it could be in someone's barn in Tennessee, you know, yeah. so... There's yeah. no telling what could happen with these things. Yeah, when 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 the rock stickers or the panini stickers were uncovered, my first thought was any cards in there. You know? Yeah, you know, because, but I think that this must have been a test print, right? Because they're again, the cards have made their way out into the, in, into the marketplace, but few and far between. It's strange. You know? So another thing that I immediately thought of when I was just talking to you about the rarity of these things, even before we got on stuff, I was thinking about. A lot of people just gravitate to the same old stuff all the time because they want to go for the values. So, you know, key cards like Undertaker Merlins are classics, Hogan 85s, 82 All-Stars, pretty much anybody in there. Do you yeah. think that this set, with it being so rare and some of the names in it, could maybe project the value and importance of some of these names in this set? And Absolutely. Rax Roast Beef and 2016 NXT kind of combined in the thought process of all of those because i hate it when there's a wrestler out there that we all love and he's a legend he's in the hall of fame and he just gets no cardboard love whatsoever in the hobby do you think any the the rare well razor ramon that's a good one um right. gold dust that's that's Didn't another one. right um well, body donna's like is everybody in the hall of fame yet? what's that is gold dust in the hall of fame yet i don't think so i don't think so but you, you're talking guys that will be yeah, like yeah or potentially yeah. like yeah, memorable characters not yeah. somebody that was just like you know in there you, for, when, when you're talking about dean douglas when you're talking about yeah. cycle Sid, you know um one two three kid body donna's like these are all names never right. mind the next tier of undertaker triple h uh sean michaels so that's i guess yeah those are the type of names i'm saying and do you think that with these being so rare it will kind of lift up the popularity of their name like the wrestlers themselves within the hobby or well it's a tough question well, but it's just something i'm thinking probably probably not zan because because we have we have other cards of, of all these names you mm -hmm. know like if, if these were cards that didn't exist of anybody okay so the first triple h is great but we have loads of triple h cards so we don't need the 95 paninis to bolster the value of triple h's name in, in, in the hobby i think it kind of works against the set that there's so few of them, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's very difficult, like PSA has nothing in their registry, mm -hmm. right? So it'd be very difficult to try and put a, a, a value to it and say, well, just because of its, its rarity. But with respect to like, for me, seeing the Body Donnas, really saying Whale and Mercy, those kinds of the cards for me are exciting because there's not a lot of them. Right. Um, the fact that I may have the 
the gold dust rookie and I do have the triple H rookies that that was just even at the time when I got them I didn't even realize the triple H were the rookie cards because I went on to Twitter and said okay guys what are we calling a triple H rookie are we going with the magazine is there nothing before nothing in 94 you know and I realized ah, these could be them that's there's no arguing it at this point even yeah, if even if you want to go by the traditional Beckett rule of, you know, some first pack pullable, like this is it. There's no right. disputing it. Right. And I presume these came out of packs. I don't know. Right. Right. I've never seen packs, but all the images I have, well, you know, I've never, I, I don't have a box image. Never seen one of those. It, it, it's, it's mysterious. Like, you know, even for the Rax Rose Beef, all these years later, they were able to go, or David was able to go with some of the other chaps from the day and put together the story of what happened in one night only, and da 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 da. And this is what it was, and this is uh, how the cards got made and what happened. But with these, we know nothing, and Panini knows nothing, you know. And I knew nothing until Anthony found them. And Anthony had a guy that said, "Oh, check these out. You're never going to see these." And when he put them up, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, those. I've seen these. I've been waiting for these to surface all these years, and here they are." I like it too that you know that we're talking Dean Douglas and the Body Donnas and Gold Dust. You know, we keep circling to these same names. Mm. And I think one reason that's that one thing that kind of is making us do that is they're ancillary characters that us as wrestling fans all never forget and remember for forever. Even to this day, we're talking about them and it's been 20 years and they don't, you know, they're not doing anything now. Yeah, but like, the, I like love the Spivey and that whale and yeah. mercy. Like you know what I mean? Like I remember that sort of Cape Fear vividly, even though it was right. short. You know, it was a short character, short, but I specifically remember at that time that character because I thought oh, that's cool. I, I just like that gimmick. And it, yeah, it didn't and fly for, for a long period of time, but you know, it's like Regal and Man's Man. That all lasted all of right. like a month or, or something. It was very short, but we remember it. Right. You know, and he look, looking at it from the card perspective, like we, we see, you know, we listed the big names to start this the Bret Hart, the Shawn Michael, like they've got cards everywhere, but yes. Waylon Mercy doesn't have cards everywhere. Uh, gold no. dust around this time period didn't have cards everywhere bonnie donna's dean Douglas, you know those names you and have to go that, to magazine cards that's right. that's where they're all going to turn up in one form or another like everybody uh, is in the magazine cards there's there's no one missing right uh, and i but i consider get... those like in like a almost an oddball release mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah and that's one thing i like about these weird sets that come up as the ancillary characters because like the best example I can use is when you were going through your 95 card set, you know, people are looking at those packs and, and all of a sudden you pull a dink and you're like, what the heck is dink doing in here? Right. And that's the kind of the same feeling I get with some of these names and I just love it. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, Savio Vega. But the other night I saw a thing on, on the network with um, him and Stone Cold. They were on, they, they were wrestling the night when the power went out. Mm -hmm. And they were talking, and then the next night they had to redo that match. And everyone around was talking about how great Savio Vega and Steve Austin were gelling during that time. And Stone Cold hadn't broken yet, and Savio was sort of at the tail end of his career. But they 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 just were, were at the fantastic program. I see him here, so that's nice to see. Like like, let me show you this card, like, just just to give you a different perspective of some of the graphics. And again, I can send you whatever images you want, and you can put up. Like there's a, a Yoko card, for example, and you know, look at the back of it. There, it there's almost another card on the back. Mm -hmm. right so <clears throat> again very, you gotta very love that design it's so 90s yeah that's the thing it's not just a rare set it, it's 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 a very very nifty collectible that's another thing i liked about a lot of the and it, it seems like it's all mostly in the 90s when you can look at a card and it screams the era that it was yeah, produced yeah, yeah. In. the colors specifically right it was very bright 
And you can see this by what they're wearing, like Bertha Faye's got balloons and all the colors of the rainbow. And then, of course, they went darker and edgier when they slipped into the attitude. Era. And you can see that in the comic images yeah. cards. Yeah, absolutely. everything's dark. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. It's, the same, it's the same kind of thing. Like Fleer, Fleer was, uh, you know, on, on those diva sets, very bubbly as well, right? Because that mm -hmm. was the image that they were portraying the character. So, so it's true. I even yeah. find it on the new impacts. I find the impact set that just yeah. came out yesterday again. It kind of has that look. So, so it's cool. So is there anything, uh, we're, this is a random question, and I haven't studied this set as much. Is there anything in that 2016 NXT that kind of stands out to you? You know, we mentioned some of the names in this one. There are, um, there are a few, there, there, there are a few uh, rookies in there. Uh, Alexa Bliss, for one. Um, a couple of others. Uh, again, I don't have the set, so they're not sure. top of mind. But if you're to uh, just, just do a quick eBay for some singles on there, and singles now are quite expensive. You know, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not cheap. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the first NXT set, right? Dedicated NXT that isn't part of a top 2016, right. top 10 and now, like we've had subsets of NXT since it started, but that was the first dedicated set. And it was an online exclusive and hard to put together. <clears throat> and in hindsight, my, my thing is the set comes out and I've done enough business over the years with people, you know, resellers and case breakers that I'm able to, uh, to, to get, but not on these because, um, nobody was, people had bought them, right? And broke them didn't get a set you know what i mean it just, just didn't work out so it was not enough cards and poor quote collation that that made that difficult to come by uh this set here i believe it, it's a test print or just a very very short <clears throat> uh, uh release you know insofar as numbers and same with racks beef i think that it was a one night only where people were swimming yeah. in and that was that you know yeah. those, those yeah, I should also mention, and, and Rob's the guy to talk to about this, obviously, is that there's some early Japanese stuff too that's incredibly rare. It's exquisite stuff. Um, but again, that doesn't really enter the mainstream. Like it's not these kinds of names. And the mm -hmm. Rex Rose Beef isn't these kinds of names. And even the NXTs, even though we might have some uh, rookies of cards of, guy, of people that are bigger today, there's like 25 big names here. Yeah, that, this is the, out of all the sets, this is the biggest mainstream set from a name and from a company perspective because yeah. what panini does now with sports cards has shone, shined lights on all of their other products from the past you know right. whatever kind of franchise they had it can lift value to those stickers or those cards but to have such little information on such a mainstream set for this one specifically mm -hmm. it's just mind-boggling and you know none of us can read the future and a lot of this stuff right. is going to be talked about in upcoming episodes but you know panini might get back into the wrestling card business depending on how things shake up yeah um, it's a wild it's, world right it's now. not going to be upper deck and uh, you know again we're going to talk about this more in, in, in the next, uh, upcoming weeks but uh, you know it's going to be very interesting to see where panini lands and it's just funny because you know they they're they're huge in soccer you know and they uh uh, they do hockey up here, but right. uh, they, they, they have very little information on this set. And how long is it? 1995. So what, 25 years? Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that old. It's not like 78 racks of roast beef. But um, yeah, even when Anthony put them up, he put like, this is the set you've never seen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Because it was always in my mind that there was a set out there that, that for whatever reason, Tony and David didn't have on the site. You know, I don't think Chuck and I were communicating as much back then, but there was just no chatter among, amongst it. it was just in my head that some there's something out there you know and uh and we got there so if people are looking for singles of these rack roast beef nxt you know these these three trifecta of really hard hard yeah to rack get, roast but, beef you're not going to get and anyway. yeah um these very very infrequently um you know i don't check every day for them but you know uh and the nxts you're going to get more regularly they're the ones that have the little um 
with a chromey sort of semicircle at the bottom. It's very distinguishable. And you can get um, back names, you know, people that, that didn't <clears throat> progress that far. There's quite a few of those. You can get those for like 10, 15 bucks each. But um, you're not going to find the main cards. Or if you are, they're graded already potentially or mm -hmm. they're already big money. But yeah, type in 2016 NXT, Alexa, and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. That set itself is just very difficult to put together. And again, there may be others. And if anyone else knows of any other sets that, you know, sets that are cards, you know, not stickers, let us know. I think that between, you know, uh, Tony and David over the years and Anthony and myself and Chuck, we've, we've, we've done a pretty nice job of, of covering most of it. But we're surprised by how often we find something that uh, none of us have ever discussed, you know. So I'm going to throw a complete curveball question at you that has to do with what we were talking about. With the upcoming AEW release from Upper Deck, and we've seen the prices of the boxes, we know kind of no guarantees on autos or relics or anything. How do you think that's going to shake out from a secondary set building perspective on these? Well, here's the thing. At first, I was concerned because I thought it's going to be difficult to put together a master set. But it doesn't seem like, the, it seems like we got the 100 base cards and then there's a few small chases that are one in five packs or mm -hmm. something like that. So they should be gettable. Given how everybody in a hobby is, is dropping everything to get their hands on these boxes, I'm not worried at all, at all about getting a sex. I'm going to know 10 people that are going to have extras. So I, I think by default, everyone that's buying these boxes, you know, are going to be able to put a set together for Paul. So for me, it's going to be, um, what can I get on the secondary market of value? You know, the autos that, that make eBay and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm going to be competing with everybody else, you know? So for me, I, I, at first I was concerned about it when people were prognosticating that the boxes were going to be 60, you know, 65 bucks. I'm like, no way they're going to be a hundred bucks. Cause they're, and now they're like 140 settled that back down to 125, and they're not done yet. You know, they're let, let, let's see, um, they're all going to sell, you know, mm -hmm. Let, let's see what people put together. But, you know, there's no doubt it's going to be a big thing for the hobby because it's bringing in eyeballs that haven't been in the trading card business up until now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of my a lot of people. Yeah, not, not not just not just WWE trading cards, trading cards, period. Oh, you know, they love the AEW product and figures are flying off the shelves. You know, they move very quickly. Um, so the trading cards are going to do exceptionally well. And it looks like it looks like it's being rolled out and and and, and done in a, in, in a professional good way. We'll see. You know, maybe it'll be a clusterfuck at the end, but I don't think so. I think that it's going to work well with the resellers and, and the distributors, and uh, it's going to be fine. But it's going to be like more than hundred bucks a box, and there's going to be lots of product kicking around. So it may be better actually too for like people out there who want to put base sets together because most people are going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be chasing, you know, the autos and the relics yeah. and the things that they mostly well, are. Consider, so. consider the impact cards and, mm -hmm. and the way they're doing it. They're only releasing, what, 10 cards of the set, right? And then if you want to get the next three autographs, you got to buy three sets. So you're spending 100 bucks, right, to get the base set three times and then the three autos. Now I've got two of those cards, two, two extra sets of those cards I don't need. Now I bought right. the ones yesterday, you know, so I'm going to have, when this is all said and done, I'm going to have however many times they do it, that many extra base sets. Right. Um, and and I'm, I've, I've, I've always been a guy that, that buys on the secondary market, that someone else cracks the cases, right. someone else yeah. the wax, and they assemble it for me, and I just, you know, stick in a binder and catalog it. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. A lot of people are going to be talking about it. it. It's good because there's the AEW set, there's what's happened with WPCC, and there's obviously the Fanatics um, stuff, and I'm going to be talking more about that this weekend with Tony. Um, there, there's there's uh, big changes ahead. And I think all for the good, to be honest with you. Yeah. One thing, uh, as we kind of close the show, the, 
the thing I, the, the whole reason I created, start creating content for the channel or I, you know, I probably wouldn't even be doing social media if it wasn't just trying to get wrestling cards out there to people to realize yeah. how fun they are and cool they are. And like you said, I think this is this AEW release could really be the catalyst to get wrestling fans into cards because we all know wrestling fans will spend money and they'll buy the shirts. And the, like you said, the figures flying off the shelf. So fingers crossed, this is a huge release. Yeah, that's why we often talk about that. Why is wrestling not as big as, as MMA or, or NASCAR right. or some of these other things? Um, and it should be. And uh, we're doing our bit, you know, we're, we're doing all we can, I think, to to get the word out there and, and, and share the love. Um, and it, it's it's fun. If you like wrestling yes. and you like collecting of any sort, then give trading cards a try. They're a lot easier than figures, you know, to to maintain and, you know, you get a binder and and that's it. And there's a ton of them and there's lots to collect. And we've talked on many, many episodes about the different ways you can collect and you can invest in well, however you want to go about it, you know. Um, it's just a neat way to tie together wrestling and, and the hobby, um, which we've been doing obviously for some time, but yes. we're trying to troll new people into it, you know, right? Um, you know, because it's, it's better for us if we have a more vibrant community and all of a sudden, if our community start, you know, if, if, if the larger eyes start to, to take notice that, hey, wrestling's not just another non-sport subset anymore. It's its own thing. And I was, just, you know, for a long time, there was sports cards, non-sports cards and wrestling that ultimately landed in the non-sports. But for the longest time in my mind, it sort of occupied a middle ground between the two. But because it was so small, you know, relative to the other sports, it, it just wasn't given the attention. I think we need to get it to that level. I'm not saying we're going to get it to critical mass, but just a sort of grassroots following that we're developing to sort of organically get the community to get new members. Like David Peck, for example, did a great thing yesterday. He said, hey, who collects wrestling cards? And I thought, yeah. why are you asking that? We know everybody who collects wrestling cards. <laughs> well, you know what? I got 50 new guys out of that. that yeah, same. You know, you know what I mean? And people that... So now all of a sudden we've expanded geometrically or exponentially that much more. And that's what all this is. And uh, when it started a year ago, you started a little bit longer than that. There was nothing, you know, there was w WTC was down. It was just my site and Anthony banging away, trying to sell a card at a time. And uh, you know, the odd discussion on, on, on blow up forums and things like that, but there wasn't this hobby, uh, you know, uh, community. Hobby. It's a community. Yeah, it's become community that. Yeah. Is the right word. And what I'm fond of saying, I'm going to sound like a broken record, is that um, we we all we all dig each other. You know, there hasn't been any sort of animosity or any trouble, and we all help each other, or we all support each other, and that just goes to show how much fun the hobby is because we wouldn't be doing that otherwise, right? Yeah, and the thing that another thing I want to preface is that we can all disagree. Like there are yeah, people yeah, sure. that do different things, but for the most part, everybody in wrestling cards, whether we agree or disagree on something, even if you want to talk about agreeing or disagreeing on rookie cards, yeah. uh, we can all kind of get gather around to have a discussion. Exactly. There's going to be no right or right, right or wrong answer on some of this stuff. And that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, we're having the discussion and, you know, you know, we kind of <clears throat> rock the boat a little bit by putting those all-stars up against the, uh, the WCW. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not meaning to, to try and suggest one was right. better. Well, you know, but, you know, it's just another interesting discussion. And that brought a lot of eyeballs to the set. And, you know, it, it's all for the greater good of the hobby and for knowledge, as you're fond of saying, you know. Um, and that's what I, I wanted to make sure that uh, these 95s don't sort of get slipped under the umbrella stickers. And people do realize, yeah, there is a Panini, a Panini card set from, from 95, rare as it is, but it's out there. And forces people to look for it you know now everyone's out there searching 95 right. and i hope more of them turn up because it's better for me if there's more than just this one set here right and one more thing i'll throw out this last last question or not really a question is a statement is that i think a lot of times um some of us 
in the wrestling cards. I'm going to put myself in there. I think some of us get a bad rap because some people think we're just out for the value, the money, the flipping mentality. The thing that does wrestling cards such good in the trading card space is because we see a lot of that in sports cards and non-sports cards about people going after stuff just to flip it or whatever. And that's fine. I, I do that sometimes. But as we're talking about this Panini set today, and you're saying Dean Douglas and Waylon Mercy, the thing with wrestling cards is I hear those names, I see the images, it sends me back to that time. And the next thing I know, I'm on Peacock or the network or pulling out DVDs or something to watch what I, what, you know, where this took place. And that's something that I think re wrestling has that a lot of other things don't have. Right. Right. And we have a love of wrestling, obviously, but we also have a love of card collecting because obviously I could cash out on these pretty easily. Sure. I'm not interested. Right. You know, I've had a few offers, but not interested. I'm having too much fun having them at the moment. Yeah. You know? And we've talked about that before. You know, um, sometimes they say that the um, chase is better than the catch, but every so often the catch is nice. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some stuff that uh, I'm I won't be letting go of anytime soon. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, you well, flash every once in a while. I'm like, my man, good card. Good card. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for all the great information, guys. Everybody, uh, check out the link. I'll put it in the show notes to the wrestling price guide and specifically this video of this specific set. Uh, Paul, let everybody know about the price guide real quick and where they can find you. Yeah, it's thewrestlingcardpriceguide.com. We've got. Uh, Every set that we're aware of listed, we've got rough prices on stuff. We're a little more fine-tuned on more popular releases. Um, we got images and we've got videos where possible. It's where I have the set or a few cases where Chuck did a few videos. Um, and they're cool. You know, um, the other day someone said, uh, someone sent something that said, uh, show us what you're into. And I just did a, a, a link to... Uh, my YouTube channel and there's like 360 sets of videos there, you know? So I said, well, if that answers the question, you know, so, um, yeah, the wrestling price guide.com and on Twitter, it's a uh, card guide, card underscore guide. Right. I'm not on Insta and Facebook. I keep for personal stuff, but yeah, Twitter is where most of our back and forth goes. Yeah. Come join us on Twitter. Great wrestling Thank card you. community on there. Nice seeing you again, pal. Yep. What an interesting topic today was talking about these rare Panini wrestling cards from 1995. And once again, a big thanks to Paul and Ann from the Wrestling Card Price Guide for coming on the show to talk about them. As I stated at the beginning of this show, we've seen a run on the low-numbered Topps Chrome stuff, the parallels, etc. And those cards are phenomenal. In fact, those are my favorite kind of cards to collect. But remember, there are all kinds of cards and sets out there that technically might be more rare than a modern card that just has a serial number stamped on it or a different colored parallel that represents the rarity. I'm not saying one is better than another by any means. I'm just stating the facts that are out there. But keep in mind, there also has to be demand for the rare cards to make them worth anything, or make them matter in the grand scheme of things. Just some things to keep in mind as you navigate the wild world of the wrestling card hobby. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend about the show. Don't forget to check the show notes for all the other ways that you can help show your support and all the other things I'm involved in. And until next time, Keep collecting, keep having fun, we'll see ya.